0: Good afternoon. Confusing signs and reduced lanes are being blamed for causing traffic chaos on Sydney's new Roselle Interchange. It was the first real test for the final piece of West Connects. and many drivers say it failed. Here's Serena Andaloro.
1: Well and the opening of Australia's most complicated underground interchange, a spaghetti network of tunnels caused havoc above ground today. Victoria Road in the inner west brought to a standstill as many tried to avoid the new tunnels they were funnelled into a bottleneck. The irony is that stretch of the tunnel is free although the government signed off on signs near the Iron Cove bridge that just added to confusion, wrongly saying it is told. Premier Chris Minns says the sign will be replaced. In the other direction, dozens of drivers have been filmed reversing to avoid the new tunnels and tolls, one doing a three-point turn to get away. Drivers told to just keep going. The Roselle interchange opened yesterday, but today was its first real test. Transport authorities now bracing for a repeat of this morning's scenes in the evening peak.
0: And we'll have advice for the ride home coming up in this bulletin. As New South Wales is hit with the next wave of COVID, Premier Chris Minns is likely to miss the final sitting week of Parliament after testing positive to the virus. He received the positive result after attending a media event in Meadowbank on modular social housing. There he greeted and spoke with apprentices and gave an address to the media. The Premier also appeared on a radio program earlier this morning. The federal government has moved to claw back political ground, lost in the wake of the High Court decision, which resulted in 138 people being released from immigration detention. Live to political reporter Rob Scott. Rob, law enforcement agencies will receive a funding boost to help monitor the former detainees.
2: Yeah, that's right, and $255 million to help the uh, Border Force and the AFP beef up their resources so they can keep a close eye on all of these former detainees, making sure that they are abiding by the conditions imposed on them when they were set free, including sticking to strict curfews and wearing ankle bracelets. Now, this funding is part of new laws, which the government introduced today, which makes it an offence for any of the former detainees to go near childcare centres or schools or to work with children
3: the legislation that we've introduced today will make our laws more durable and get ahead of any future challenges. And, and this bill will make strong laws even stronger. It's not talking tough that keeps Australians safe. It's strong laws, strong laws and a relentless focus on compliance.
2: But it's been revealed of the 138 detainees who were released, six are not wearing ankle monitoring devices
3: four of those have been referred to the Australian federal police for investigation that means there's been non-compliance in those four cases and the remaining two cases are difficult complex cases for example example
2: and it seems the detainee debacle, along with the rising cost of living, among several other issues, is costing the government. Labor's primary vote has fallen four points to just 31% below where it was at the election. The coalition has lifted to 38%. After preferences, they are neck and neck. But Anthony Albanese is still well ahead as preferred Prime Minister. Labor is coming into this final parliamentary sitting fortnight of the year well and truly on the back foot. And-
0: Rob Scott in Canberra. Thank you. Hamas has released another 17 hostages, including a four-year-old American girl, now an orphan after her parents were murdered by the terror group. She'd been held for 50 days. As Chris Reason reports, there are now calls for the ceasefire to be extended to allow for the release of more hostages.
3: Good afternoon. The third group freed and now arrangement for the fourth and final group in this prisoner exchange ceasefire deal are underway with both sides indicating they're keen to extend another 24 hours. In total, Hamas released some 17 more hostages overnight, 13 Israeli women and children, three Thai nationals and one Russian-Israeli citizen. The first adult male released that independently negotiated by Russian President Putin and his staff. The oldest released overnight was 84, the youngest four-year-old Abigail Edan, the little girl whose parents were shot and killed in front of her by Hamas militants in the October 7 terror raids. She's the first American released in the deal.
2: Today, she's free and Jill and I, together with so many Americans, are praying for the fact that she is going to be all
3: right. As Israeli authorities release video of more reunions with family, we've also learned more about the conditions in tunnel captivity. The hostages saying they were fed mainly rice and bread. The elderly women reporting they've each lost around seven kilos over the last 50 days. The original deal was for a four-day ceasefire in exchange for 50 Israeli women and children and 150 Palestinian prisoners. Overnight we did see another 39 Palestinians released, all young males aged between 9 and 15 met with scenes of celebration in Ramallah. Both Israel and Hamas have indicated they want to extend the deal, exchanging 10 more hostages for another 24 hours of ceasefire. But officials in Qatar have revealed there could be problems. Hamas is claiming it didn't take all the hostages. Some were seized by other Palestinian militant groups inside Gaza and moves are underway to locate and negotiate with them. Back to you.